This Partner in Action podcast series is a collection of interviews and real-life stories from people who apply the partner mindset and behaviors. The result, they get more of what they want, more often, with less difficulty. Amy Carroll is a communication coach, trainer, author, and professional speaker. She travels the globe using her secret superhero powers to liberate people from communication disasters. The communication model Predator-Prey-Partner was developed by Pat Kirkland, a superhero in her own right, and who happens to be Amy's sister. You can find out more at Amy's website, carolcoaching.com and patkirklandleadership.com. So listen, laugh, and learn how you can overcome the communication disasters in your life and get more of what you want. I'm back with my brother, Kevin, who's been gracious enough to let me interview him one more time. Something to know about Kevin, he's been a communication consultant for the past 22 years. And eight years ago, he got into the game business. He and a good friend invented a dice game that they called Tenzi. And with that, a couple of other very cool games. Though what's really interesting is that over this period of time, Tenzi and other games have become really successful. I am very happy to say, Amy, they've become very, very successful to uh, the shock of both myself and my partner. (laughs) So it's been a great ride. Very cool. So, Kevin, I know that you're always, for me, you're one of my models is walking, talking, breathing partner as much as you can. And I know you've told me that you've had many opportunities in this new business, the game business, to practice partner. So. Mm -hmm. You have a couple of stories for us? Yeah, I I do. Um, It's funny. After we had tested this with some local stores, our Tenzi Dice Game, we said, okay, I think we're going to try to launch this nationally. So we signed up to go to, and sign up means spend about $5,000 to rent a booth at a trade show. Now, this was at the Javits Center in New York, and it's uh, called Toy Fair, where the retailers from those toy mom and pop toy stores from around the country come in and see what new games are available. Okay. So we had our little booth, Steve and I are there, and we're feeling a little sheepish. You know, we're with the big boys and we don't really know what we're doing and hopefully this will work. And we got our little dice game. We're trying to launch it. And and so the tension's high and people would walk by our booth and we'd say, hi, would you like to try a new game? And they'd look at us and they'd smile and they'd shake their head and go, no, 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 we're we're fine. Thank you. And then Steve would try it and say, hi, would you like to try a new game? It's a new dice game we have. And they'd smile and say, no, we're, we're fine. Thank you. And this went on for, you know, a half hour, an hour, hour. And we're like, well, this really sucks. Yeah. And because a trade show, by the way, when it's great, it's great. You're having fun. You're engaged. And when it's bad, it's bad. You're getting nothing. So Steve and I have a background in advertising. And we really analyze words and what words work and what words don't. And with the work that you've done and I've done in the partner not only the words, how you say it. And what we ended up doing, and Steve was a big proponent of it and worked masterfully, we changed it from sort of the soft question, hi, would you like to try a new game? We would look people right in the eye. We would give them a big smile. And I got to tell you, you got to get over your own hurdles in your own head. Give them a big smile. We'd point at them and give a big wave over, like direct them right over. And we wouldn't ask a question. We'd give a statement. We'd say, this is the fastest game you will ever play. And by gosh, it was irresistible. People would just get hooked by that, and they'd kind of saunter up and go, okay, what is it? Uh And once they were there, and once we got them to play, they were hooked. So it was absolutely amazing going from sort of the low, uncomfortable energy, 
feeling self-conscious, asking yeah. a question, asking permission to, no, 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 we're going to make a statement. And we're not going to demand it, obviously. We're going to do it in a warm, engaging way right. that makes it irresistible. So you slap a smile on it, take up your energy, wave them over, and they were hooked. Brilliant. So yes, you are listing numerous partner behaviors that you repeated there. The smile, the energy, and also you something you said earlier was eye contact. So eye contact is super important because it's a sign of respect. And the other thing I like about your story is that you were directive in a respectful way. Like you said, you weren't commanding and telling and insisting, though you were being bold and brave. And that's part of what makes partner work. It's not just, oh, let me be pleasant and respectful. Right. No, you really do have to be bold and you have to get over your own misgivings about that or... And I'm not one that deals with rejection very well at all. Mm. So I had to kind of get over that psychological hurdle and be willing to accept. Some people still are going to pass you by. You really do have to be bold. Yeah. Oh, that's a great example. Yeah. And and I'll share another one with you. The other thing that we noticed is I'd look around at the other trade show booths. And it's interesting. I think the fact that we didn't have experience helped us a great deal Mm. because otherwise we'd do what everybody else did. Right. And I'd look around and... A lot of these folks look very professional. They had their suits on. They were standing in their booth and they had lots of games there. And they'd sort of wait for people to walk into the booth and they have a nice, pleasant conversation. But the energy was just neutral at best. Yeah. And it felt kind of like this doesn't feel like a vibrant game toy show. So Steve and I discussed that and said, OK, we're going to be running our booth like it's a like it's an arcade booth. This isn't going to be, oh, here, would you like to buy the game? It's no. First and foremost, we're going to have fun and laughter and make it a game with them. So once we got them over to the booth, we'd say, okay, let's see if you can beat me at this game. And if you do, I'm going to, whether we might say, I'll give you a buck or I'll give you a free game or whatever it may be. So everything was always a game and a challenge. And then even when they were interested in buying, we'd say, hey, we can get you five or 10 or 15% off, depending on how fast you can roll your (laughs) tensies. So they were like, really? I can get 15% off because nobody's offering 15% off. I go, yeah, but you got to do it in less than 10 seconds. And then the other fascinating thing would happen is they would be hooting and hollering and there'd be energy. And once that happens, then that immediately attracted other people. And before we knew it, no exaggeration, we were three people deep, rows of people looking over shoulders to see what the energy was about. And it was all, and manipulation can sometimes sound like a bad word. It was good, positive manipulation of how do you engage people, keep them there, Because once they're there, they create more energy and bring in more people. So it's been a fascinating ride. And so much of it is just using these behaviors that we've learned over the years to make it all work. That's brilliant. One thing that's jumping out for me is when you referred to that it's a form of manipulation. And I have learned to feel less bad about that because I realize I'm mostly manipulating myself and my energy and my attitude to stay partner which then may and often does influence the other. Right, right. And you know, and I've managed myself with that because sometimes over the years in coaching, people say, well, it sounds like you're manipulating. Well, and that can have a bad sense to it. My wife was a physical therapist, uh, you know, Mary. And a lot well. of, yeah, you know, Mary <laughs> very well. And it's funny, the year, the term that she would often use working with patients is, oh, I had to manipulate his shoulder. Mm. I had to manipulate his shoulder. And that actually helped me understand it in a different context, which is I had to move something for to have a better outcome. So yeah, I believe that when you stand up out of your seat and walk across the room and shake somebody's hands, you're manipulating not your behavior as well as their behavior. So all good as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's great. Kev, before I let you go, I have one last question for you. One tip that you would share with listeners 
for stepping into partner? Wow, there's there's so many tips. I think the one that I, and I continue to work on it is just pulling back. I, I know in a conversation, I'm engaged in what they're saying. As soon as they give me something, my mind starts racing about yeah. what I want to say, yeah. sort of half listening to what they're saying mm. at that point. And I'm just so anxious to be able to get out my point. So I continue to need to work on, no, slow down, listen, focus. What is their point? Get it. And don't feel like you have to just jumping off what they're they're saying. And I actually have had a friend tease me once or twice. They said, are you trying to one-up me? And I never, I don't think I'm trying to one-up him. What did, what do you one-up is like, he'll say something and I'm trying to say it. Oh, well, you think that's a good story. Let me tell you this story. Oh, so, so he, he called you out. He calls me in a fun way. And, right. I, and I wasn't even conscious of that's what I was doing or that's how it was perceived. Yeah. I just did it because, oh, he's telling a story. Now I'll tell a story because I could relate to it. Hearing that once or twice from him, I go, oh, okay, I have to be careful about not feeling like I you know, have to jump in and and tell my story and, and cut him off and half listen, just accept his story and leave it there. Yeah. No, oh, that's nice. Yeah. And such a lovely way to walk your talk of partner of just being fully engaged in their story or their conversation. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Well, Kev, thanks again. Of course. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. Until next time, happy partnering. If you want to participate in one of Amy's superhero trainings, you can find out more on her website, carolcoaching.com. That's two R's and two L's.